0: Hello, folks. This is Dr. Christine Sauer with the Sparkles for Better Mental Health, a podcast devoted to personal growth. And today I'm excited, very excited to have Brendan Kumarashami on the call. Brendan Kay, as he calls himself. And he's founder of Master Talk. He coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become the top one communicators in the industry. He has also a popular YouTube channel called Master Talk with the goal of providing free access to communication tools to everyone in the world. Thank you for being the call, Brennan.
1: Pleasure is absolutely mine, Christine. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Now, let me ask you, and I ask that everybody, what's your story? How did you learn to communicate? And why is it a topic thats that you're passionate about that is close to your heart?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Christine. Great way of starting. So it all started when I was in college university. I went to business school and I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So while other guys my age are playing rugby or football or baseball, I wasn't one of those guys. I did presentations competitively. That's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, I started to coach a lot of the students in business school Not because I was a great coach, but because the alternative they had was a rock. So they might as well pick me. And I started coaching them on how to do really well at competitions. And that's how I learned the art of coaching. And it was through all of that experience that I had the idea for the YouTube channel, Master Talk, because I felt that everything that I was sharing with the students for free wasn't really available online for free for students to learn from or people in general. So I started making videos and then a few years later turned to what it is today
0: oh, wow, that's really cool. So what do you think is the biggest challenge with public speaking?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Christine. A lot of people seem to think that it's fear. I actually think there's a challenge even greater than fear. And the challenge is motivation. If we have the motivation to actually communicate effectively, we won't push through the fear that it comes with. But if our motivation is strong enough, regardless of the fear, we'll be able to overcome it. So now the question is, how do we get motivated? Because the challenge is most of us aren't super excited about communication. Whenever we think of communication, we think fear, stress, anxiety. We see it like a chore and nobody wants to get better at doing the dishes. So instead, what I focus on is more of an empowering question. How would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? A lot of us don't dream about our communication. We dream about the vacations we want to go on, the stuff we want to buy, the big houses that we want to get, but we don't think about a world in which we're a better communicator in it. So I would start there.
0: That is really amazing. So most people would assume, well, I was born and I learned to talk pretty early. So what's difficult about communicating? I just speak my mind and there I am. What's, what's so difficult about good communication?
1: yeah absolutely christine you're right we, we all know how to communicate i think the difference is do we know how to communicate effectively i think that is the key because what is my definition of communication in public speaking it's simply this achieving a specific outcome for a specific audience so i'll repeat that one again achieving a specific outcome for a specific audience whether that audience is ten thousand people on a stage Or that audience is convincing your significant other that we should have Mexican food instead of Chinese food. And I'm sure all of us can think of situations where we didn't get the outcome we wanted. We wanted to convince our, let's say our wife or husband or boyfriend, girlfriend, that we wanted to go on vacation to Hawaii and we we, we ended up going to Greece instead because we couldn't get it done. So it's all about thinking about what are those outcomes in our life that we want to get better at.
0: I like that definition. I really do. So when it comes to public speaking, and especially on the internet, one of the biggest challenges is, of course, cutting through the fluff. How do you get the attention of the audience in an attention-strapped and distracted world?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Christine. So you're absolutely right. You know, presenting online or really presenting in general. Is really difficult because it's hard to get people's attention. So what's the advice? The advice is actually really simple. Communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time, Christine. One of those balls is eye contact, one of them is fill of words, no ums and ahs, another one is smiling effectively. So you have to juggle all of these balls at the same time. So for me, whether it's in person or online, the question I always ask myself is what are the three easiest balls? that we can juggle because communication is a multiplier effect. I'll give an example. If you smile more in presentations, you'll smile more in your conversations too, when you have coffee with people. So that's the way we need to see it. So what's the easiest exercise we can implement? I call it the random word exercise. Pick a random word like phone, like jaguar, like tiger, and give random presentations out of thin air. And what this does is it helps you with the following. If you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. And that's what the exercise gives you.
0: That's a good exercise. I actually learned that in the Toastmaster, the one minute speeches. (laughs) What do you think of the Toastmasters? Many people know them as a place where they can learn public speaking.
1: Oh, yeah, I think Toastmasters is an excellent organization. I'm a huge advocate for it, especially for people who can't afford an executive communication coach. I think it's a great start, especially for people who are getting started their career, because the price for Toastmasters, I believe, is like $100 or $150 for the whole year, which is really good because you can meet people and get that accountability. But I think the only thing I would change with Toastmasters is it really depends what level you're at in your career. So if, for example, you're listening to this and you're a senior level executive who's looking to become a vice president or a senior vice president, what happens is in certain cases, Christine, your time becomes more valuable than your money. So that's where I would recommend spending a few thousand to hire a coach so you can get results really, really fast.
0: And that is a very good point because I was in Toastmasters, I think, for a year or two. I learned the basic rope of public speaking and knew how to structure a speech. And then my time got more valuable. And I said, OK, the rest I can learn myself by practice and just do it. And uh, a coach, of course, is a great opportunity to refine it, especially if you're really on a very high level. So that's awesome. And I know you do that, right? Absolutely. OK. What daily exercises can we use to practice communication? Because we, of course, we communicate all the time. We are communicating right now. (laughs) (laughs) What exercises can we do?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Christine. So I call this my easy three. It's one of the three easiest exercises that we can do to get better. So we talked about one of them, which is the random word exercise. Pick a random word, present. The second one is what I call question drills. We get asked questions all the time in our life, Christine. When we're on a podcast, when we're giving a presentation, when we're at work. But a lot of us are reactive to the questions that we're getting, not proactive. I'll give you, I'll tell you a story. A few years ago, when I started guesting on podcasts, I sucked. I had no idea what I was doing. And somebody asked me the funniest question. He said, Brendan, where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at the guy and I said, I don't know, man. San Diego? Los Angeles? You tell me. I don't know. So because I was reactive... I wasn't prepared. So what did I do differently? Every day for five minutes, that's it. I would think of one question that I felt someone was going to ask me about communication and I answered it for five minutes. And I did one question every day for a year. Well, if you do that for a year, Christine, with only five minutes of work, you'll have answered 365 questions about your industry you'll be unbeatable. And then the last one is exercise number three of my easy threes. It's so simple, nobody does it. Make a list of people that you love, your mom, your brother, your sister, your nephew, your clients, and just send them all a 20-second video message telling them how much you appreciate them.
0: That is a wonderful one. I recommend that to anybody that listens. And I also like for every business person, those five minutes, I might actually start doing that myself. Hey, Every day for 365, I probably answered more than those questions, but maybe not in that format. It's a good idea. I love it. So you talk a lot about communication tools, but what really are communication tools, except for the mouth and the lips and the tongue? The physician, <coughs> I think of the tongue and the physical <laughs> mechanics of the voice.
1: Right. So, so a- absolutely, Christine. I mean, communication tools, to your point, is, is very wide. So, you know, one of those tools could be our, ver- our nonverbal cues, the way that we move our hands. The tools could be a resource like a YouTube channel like mine or a Toastmasters. It could, a tool could be a, an accountability group. So, there's not really a clear definition as to what is a communication tool. But what I would say is the more important question, which is how do we leverage tools more effectively? And the answer is one tool at a time. So for those of you who just listen to my easy threes, right? The random word exercise, the question drill, the video message. A lot of people just take notes when they're hearing us speak, Christine. They go, oh, this is a nice tip. But there's not a lot of implementation. They just go to the next podcast. But the truth is, is that the best way to speak, Christine, unfortunately,
0: is to speak. Exactly. Just do it. Get started. Exactly. Many people procrastinate because they think they're not good enough. You're right, absolutely. So you would just get started and exactly get better at it.
1: That's the key. Pick one of the exercises and just do it.
0: Yes. And and that's a that's a really good way of doing it. And I remember my first video on YouTube. It's miserable. I taped myself doing Tai Chi. And a cat was in the video and it was awful. And the sound was miserable because my friend was speaking. So I put much music underneath. And I thought to myself, that's miserable. Let's and then I said, oh, what the heck? Put it on YouTube. I called it WTF-exercise. And you know what? After a week, I went back and looked how many people who were scared to help. Nobody watched it. It was liberating. <laughs> it was liberating. I said to myself, it doesn't matter. Just do it. I I want to encourage everybody, just do it. What it doesn't matter? So well said I mean, my I... YouTube channel, it's it's miserable, but it's my dog rolling in the snow. I got the most excuse more than the whole channel.
1: Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love dogs, right?
0: Excellent. Yeah. So what, what would you say is the best way to practice for public speaking and how to start doing it?
1: Right, so it's a couple of different levels there. Let me start with the easiest one that you can do in your house. Make your family your accountability. So what what my clients have found is that the random word exercise is easiest to do with their kids, if they have any, or like younger children or nieces and nephews that live nearby. Because when they have 15, 20 minutes to drive their kids to school, they can just do it in the car with their kids. And it's easy for them to do it because they don't have any fear of judgment. A five-year-old doesn't ask for the formula; they just do the random word. Oh, okay, pick a word. Uh, jaguar. Okay, uh, Jaguar runs fast. They just do it, and I think it's very inspiring. Another thing, and you can think about it as you listen to this episode: who showers? Right? We all take a shower. Hopefully, most of us do. Christian, that's my hope for the world. So, if you're someone out there who takes a shower, you got 15 minutes there. You got 10 minutes there. You got five minutes there. Where you're not doing anything. So, do the random word exercise. That's kind of the easy. The medium is to find people around you, like a Toastmasters group. And then the next level, the extreme, is like when you hire somebody like me to force the accountability.
0: Yeah, those are very good points. Now, let me ask you, what do you think, like when you're speaking publicly, where would you see the role of the structure of the speech, the content, and the content of stories in it?
1: Right. So I'm going to keep it really simple, Christine, for this podcast. What I'll say is the way you want to practice for speeches is is implementing what I call puzzle. So communication is like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, those toy puzzles used to play as kids, Christine's little puzzle. Right. So if I asked you, Christine, you seem to be an expert. So that's good. If you're working on a puzzle, you'll know the answer. Which pieces do you start with first and why?
0: Corner pieces and the frame, of course.
1: Exactly. And why is that?
0: Because then you have the outline of the, whole, exactly. the, the picture. Then you look at the, orig- at the picture behind it, and then you put it together.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Literally 10 out of 10. You're absolutely right.
0: But not so d- them, I love it, actually. It's a meditative exercise for me sometimes.
1: There you go. <laughs> right. So, so you get it. And then you work your way into the middle. So why am I talking about jigsaw puzzles on a communication podcast? The reason is because it has everything to do with communication. Because most of us do the opposite, Christine. We start at the middle. We shove a bunch of content in our presentation. We get to the presentation and it you ramble through the whole thing. And the last slide sounds something like this. Uh, uh thanks. That's how most people present.
0: It's even worse. Some people rattle through it at a speed that everybody looks at their phone very fast or falls asleep. I've been in those. It was terrible. Yes. Yeah, What's
1: a better way of doing it? Absolutely. So what's the better way? The better way is practice and prepare your speeches like a jigsaw puzzle. Start with the edges first. So do the introduction 50 times. Don't do the introduction three times, five times. Do it 50 times until it's perfect. Do the same thing with the conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending, Christine? Last time I checked terrible movie so do the same thing with the clothes and then tackle the middle if you just change the way you practice with the same amount of practice time you'll completely change the way that you approach your presentations
0: that is really important that is really important and uh, what do you see the role of stories in that context
1: right so what i always like to say and i'm happy to share the tip but before i do I always like to say storytelling is ball 16. Remember I said how communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. The reason I say storytelling is ball 16 is because it's not easy to pull off, right? Because if you tell great stories and you're terrible at technique, it'll sound like the Yeah. So once upon a time I was in my bedroom, like it's not good if your delivery isn't strong. So the number one priority is, are you doing the random word exercise? Are you doing the question drill? Are you sending those video messages? Because if you're not, you shouldn't focus on storytelling. You got to focus on the easier things first. But having said that for advanced people on the call, Les Brown says it best. Never make a point without telling a story and never tell a story without making a point. What does Les Brown mean? What he means is that all great stories have an outcome, but the outcome is the most important thing. So whenever you build a story, don't think about the story. Think about the ending first. What's the lesson? And then when you figure out what's the lesson you want to teach people, then you reverse engineer the story because you could pick any story. Let me give you an example. What is my key takeaway from this episode? What am I trying to do on this episode? One thing convince every human being who's listening to this, that they could be an exceptional communicator, Christine. That's my goal. Cause at the end of the day, if I can convince you, you'll practice, you'll do what you need to do to get better. But now the better question becomes, what story do I need to tell to convince you? And there's 25 different stories I could tell you, but the one that works the best is my own personal story. Cause I grew up in Montreal and you know this really well cause you're Canadian, right? In Montreal, you need to know how to speak French but I didn't know the language. So my whole life, not only did I struggle with communication, Christine, I was presenting in a language I didn't know. So that always resonates with people and leads to my lesson.
0: You know, I really love that, Brandon, and it's awesome. And you're talking about 18 balls and without meaning irreverence, you're a man. So that's funny in in English. Oh, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) my, my, My native language is German. So I think English too, a little bit funny. And sometimes when I think about uh, acronyms like BALD or raining cats and dogs, I actually take it figuratively, literally, and I see the cats and dogs raining down. It's, it's hilarious. I tell
1: That's you. so funny.
0: So, Do you have a list of all those balls?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. I should probably develop one because I, I mostly use it as an analogy. But that's a great takeaway from, from me on the episode. But I'll I'll give you the first couple. So the first one I think is the random word exercise. After it's the question drill, after it's the, 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 the video message. And then after that, it's probably puzzle, right? The puzzle method where you go through the corners. And then after that, the next five balls are the five basic techniques of communication, which is pausing eye contact, vocal tone, variety, pacing and putting it all together. And then the balls continue. But you're right. I should definitely make a list. It's a great point.
0: Yeah, I think it would be awesome. Now, I think you've given our listeners and viewers a lot of content and a lot of helpful tips on this little show. How can they contact you if they want to go further? Where can they find you, your YouTube channel? What's the best way to contact you? Of course, all your links will be underneath and in the description. But hey, let's say it.
1: Absolutely, Christian. It's such a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks so much for having me. So two ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel, which is Master Talk in one word. So I've asked to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And the second way to keep in touch is my rockstarcommunicator.com website. I do a free training over Zoom on communication every three weeks. That's fun. That's live. That's interactive. And it's free. So you can register for our next one at that website.
0: Now, those are both excellent options and everybody that has no money and wants to make money to communicate has to do that because it is awesome and you're funny and that's a good way to communicate too is humor because without humor and the energy life would be boring wouldn't it absolutely so thank you again so much for being on the show and it was a true pleasure and uh, i wish you all the best thank you so much
1: likewise christine thanks so much for having me
0: So that's it for this episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. Communication can absolutely improve your mental health. And I hope you will follow us for the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.